Hello everyone, my name is Carolyn. Welcome to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. I am the CEO of The Financial Moment. We offer money coaching for those who are ready and willing to make financial changes in their lives. For the most of us, there comes a point in time where we think to ourselves, it would be really nice to own property. But it sometimes can feel like a pipe dream and not very easily obtainable. So I created this podcast to give you all the information and tools you need to take the steps forward toward home ownership. Take it from me, my husband and I started our lives together working part-time jobs with a young child. Fast forward through many hiccups and failures, we stepped our feet into our very first home. For us, it was a pile of dirt, but eventually our family home was built on that dirt. Now we are in the midst of growing our investment property portfolio. I created the Savings for Your First Home podcast to give you easy, actionable tools for you to do the same. If you have that same gut feeling that I did and want to create a life for yourself and your growing family, but don't know where to start, you are in the right place. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. I'm Carolyn, your money coach. Before we get started today, actually, I have some service announcements. If you check out our website for this podcast, it got a little bit of a refresh. So it's savingforyourfirsthome.com. Super easy. And if you go to that website and check it out, it has all the episodes nicely laid out and very easy for you to catch up on old ones. And, you know, if you happen to enjoy our podcasts and our episodes, then maybe you might feel like giving us a review either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We would so appreciate that. Well, I want to get real with you guys. This week, it was a tough one. It was just hard to really get motivated. A lot was going on with my friends and family. And just getting into work mode was very difficult. I don't know if you've had that feeling before when you're just not feeling it. That's exactly where I was. So how do you get out of this kind of funk that just drains you from doing the things that you actually enjoy doing? And you know, I talk a lot about having a budget and a strategic plan. And you know, sometimes it's a little overwhelming to be on it every day. And so how do you keep that motivation up? when external factors are pushing you to just go back into bed or lie on the couch and watch Netflix or, you know, spend money on takeout because you don't feel like cooking. How do you keep that motivation going in the times when you're just not feeling it? Well, I came across an article. It's an old one. I think it was written in 2018 by the Harvard Business Review. And the title really just fits exactly what I wanted to talk about today. So how do you keep working when you're just not feeling it? (laughs) So in this article, they're giving you four strategies to motivate yourself. So I thought we'd walk through some of these things and see if we can apply them to our everyday lives. So interestingly enough, the first thing that they talk about is designing goals and not chores. So they refer to the importance of goal setting. And for me, that is one of my number one things that I teach as well is having goals that are realistic and specific. And but it's a little bit more than that, because motivation doesn't just come from the goal and having the goal. It's actually 
whether or not you find it enjoyable. That is going to determine your success rate. So they take for an example, the New Year's resolution. Now we all know that majority of the resolutions that are made in New Year's are dropped off by March. But if the goal or the resolution, I should say, is enjoyable, it's most likely that they're going to continue to follow through with that task. So let's compare two resolutions. The overall resolution is to get fit or get in shape. Now you have the option of taking your favorite yoga class every Saturday, or you have the option of just going to the gym and figuring it out. If we take these two options, it's most likely that that resolution will be fulfilled and carried on into March, April, May, if it's something that you enjoy. So if going to the yoga class brings you enjoyment, it's most likely that you're gonna continue doing that. If just going to the gym and trying to go on a machine and it's boring and, you know, you don't have any friends there, it, it's probably likely that that resolution is going to drop off. So making something that is enjoyable really does help to motivate yourself. So how can we now convert that to something that applies to our ability to save money for our home or any other financial goal? Well, it's all about the reward. We need to have these little incremental rewards so that we feel that we're doing something that is part of the bigger picture. A few months ago, I ran a savings challenge. And as part of the challenge, we talked about finding ways to celebrate yourself without minimal use of money. So here are some of the things that we talked about. Creating an in-home spa day doing something creative, like coloring, baking, drawing, taking part in your favorite activity, sports, yoga, tennis, taking a bus ride through the city and taking pictures and creating art out of them, grabbing a book from the library, playing game with some friends, starting a puzzle, writing a letter to a friend you haven't seen in a while. These are things that bring you that same enjoyment and excitement, and it doesn't cost you anything. And the reward is so much greater than binging on takeout or just lying and watching hours of Netflix. So you can see how we can just trigger our minds to think differently that when we're in a slump and when we feel like we do not want to do the things that we know will push us forward, then sit back look at where you began and where you are now and celebrate your wins. And by celebrating, I mean doing the things that you love to do. So funny enough, in the article, that is the next strategy to increase your motivation. It's looking at the bigger picture, taking a step back and looking at where you started and where you are now. They were saying that it's likely that people work really hard at the beginning of a project and at the end of a project. And in the middle, it's kind of like the messy middle where people tend to cut corners and they're not motivated because the end is not in sight. A great example of this is my Peloton. <laughs> so I honestly never could say this before, but I do love an indoor bike. And it can't be just any bike, it's the Peloton. 
And the difference between an indoor bike and Peloton is that they have a way to keep you motivated. The first thing they do is they have an umpteen amount of classes that you can take. So you can never get bored. Every single one is different. They have an umpteen amount of instructors. So if you gravitate to one instructor more than the other, you can always switch it up depending on your mood. But the one thing that kind of relates to what we're talking about is they have this calendar. And if you look at the calendar, there's these blue dots that highlight every day that you work out. And it's a little bit of a motivator because you want to make sure that your dot is filled in for that day. And I know there are other, the similar thing, I think the Apple Watch also, it, you know, puts on circles and every day if you complete your circle, you know, it goes to the next day of the calendar and it shows you, it lights up the whole calendar for you. It's the same idea because what it's doing is showing you the progress that you've made. You're like, well, yes, you know what? I did 10 days. There is 30 days in a month, but I can get there because look, look how much I've done. And that is what we need to do when it comes to our finances and our financial goals. We need to create these calendars and mark off when you've met a milestone. Just knowing that you've saved 25% towards a down payment for your home is motivation for you to get to 30%, to 40%, to 50%. So keep track of visually, create a calendar, create an app on your phone that shows you your progress. Do what it takes to keep yourself motivated by seeing the progress that you've already made. And the next thing that they mention is harnessing the influence of others. Now, this was written in 2018. And so the influencer economy probably wasn't even at its forefront at this point of this article. But now it's a whole career just being an influencer. And what does that really mean? Well, it's putting out recommendations for certain products or items or services that your followers, quote unquote, can buy in and say, hey, I want to be like that. So I'm going to buy that purchase or I'm going to buy what she's recommending. That whole influencer society is massive. And so we can see that humans in nature love to see what other people are doing and what they're doing are going to influence our own actions. So be mindful of how you use social media. Your feed should be feeding you. And what that means is that the people that you're following should be people that are inspirational to you, that are going to give you some motivation to help you to reach your goals. And that's the kind of content that you want to be consuming. Another interesting thing that this article talked about was actually giving advice rather than asking for it. So I'll take the example of the person that's on their journey to buying a home. Now, they're listening to our podcast, of course, and they are learning the different ways on how to save and create goals and creating a budget and so forth. And they might not have it all together, but they turn around and they help someone else that is two steps behind them. And they are now giving advice about what they've learned. And in doing that, it actually provides motivation for them to move further along on their track. It's interesting, eh? So if you're ever feeling unmotivated about your financial goals, then help someone else out by sharing a podcast episode that you found very inspirational. And 
pay it forward to others and you're going to find that's actually going to motivate you to push yourself even harder. So I just want to summarize the last paragraph of this article. It says, in positive psychology, flow is defined as a mental state in which someone is fully immersed with energized focus and enjoyment in an activity. Thus, that feeling can be fleeting or elusive in everyday life. More often, we feel like we're in the swamp, struggling to move forward in our pursuit of goals. In those situations, it can help to tap the power of intrinsic and extrinsic motivators, set incentives carefully, turn our focus either behind or ahead, depending how close we are to the finish line, and harness social influence. Self-motivation is one of the hardest skills to learn, but it is critical to your success. Now, I'm not just going to leave you there. I'm actually going to give you some tactical ways to improve your self-motivation as well. Now, I've talked about this book, I know, before, James Clare's book on atomic habits, but I love that book so much because it really gives us some really easy ways to change the way we think and influence ourselves to move forward and obtain our goals. And so here's just a couple of ways that you can do this. So the first one is the two minute rule. And the two minute rule is really about breaking down a habit into something that is super small, like two minutes. So if we take that and we kind of apply that to, let's say, saving, what we could do is if we're in a slump and we just don't know how to save money, to develop that habit, you would put, let's say, $2 away every day. And as you do it every single day, you're going to think about the act of saving. And of course, that amount will change and it will evolve over time. But it's just a matter of developing that habit of putting that $2 aside every day that's going to increase your savings account and going to make you want to put more money away. Another example is to make your goals visible. I've talked about this before, where you have kind of like a vision board or a picture of your home that you're going to purchase or something that is close by that you see every day so that it can motivate you to do the things you need to do to get to where you want to be. And then the third way is to habit stack. Now, habit stacking means that you take a habit that you already have and you build something on top of it. So for instance, checking your bank account. Now this is not only to see the balance of your account before you make a purchase. I like that you would check your bank account to see where your money is going. So the tracking of your money. How do you do this? Perhaps every time you get paid, this is when you go through a tracking exercise and you write down all the things that you're spending your money on. So you know that money's gone into the bank every two weeks or every month, however it is you get paid. Use that timing to make it a habit to regularly check on and track your spending. And then, of course, there's positive reinforcement. I want you to celebrate your financial successes at every milestone. Find that thing that you enjoy and use it as your motivation to keep on track and looking forward to your goals. And finally, I want to put you in a community of people that can help you to stay on track and keep you motivated. Because remember, we said we want to align ourselves with people that are 
thinking the same way as we do. So coming up on May 30th, I'm launching my first group coaching program. Now, normally I'm used to doing one-on-ones where we can dive really deep and get into the nitty gritty and create this super strategic plan that is so easy to follow. But I thought, you know what, we can also build a community by helping one another. So I decided to launch a program called MORE. And the name MORE means that we want more for ourselves. We don't want status quo. We want to reach and strive for more. And so that's why I called it the MORE program. And it is going to be limited spots. So I suggest that if you're interested in going into something like this, that you sign up as soon as possible. It is a four-week program, and we meet once a week via Zoom, and we talk about different aspects, different topics related to our financial progress. I'll give you some homework to do throughout the week, and it's actually run through a Facebook group. I will give you tasks and videos for you to watch, and we can keep each other motivated during this time. So I'm really excited about it. I hope that you will join in. And I will put the link in the show notes for you to get yourself enrolled. And I'm looking forward just to building the community of like-minded people who are simply wanting to make a difference in their financial future. I hope this episode has motivated you and uplifted you like it has myself. And remember, just send me a message. I'd love to hear what kind of an impact this is having in your personal finances. All right. Bye for now, and we will see you in the next one. Thank you for listening. We are committed to helping you place your very first steps into your new home. See you next time.